Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And welcome to episode 245 of Geek Town Radio. We're back this week with... Oh my word, something's falling down. (laughs) (laughs) Hello everybody. Hello Dave. Hi, yes, I added the car crash onto the end of it because given that the film industry has basically vanished. (laughs) Exactly. And remarkably, it may have vanished, but I've started reinvesting more in films now. (laughs) Yes, well, I guess there is that, you know. Now now maybe you have some time to actually sit and watch them. But uh, yeah, it's it's a crazy time. We're on what? I think this is the the fourth of the uh, podcast we've done since everybody's been in isolation. So, um, how, how are things with you? It's been a while since you've been on. And, uh... It has, yeah, it has been a while. Well, I, I'm a home worker anyway, so yes. uh, like yourself, this didn't affect me much. It just affected a lot of people um, in the organisation I work for, especially who work um, under me, like that, who I sort of direct and give them work to do. Yeah. So I work in the digital mental health field. So our work has boomed, which is absolutely great for us as an organisation and great for the many people out there who are trapped at home and need our services um but it hasn't affected me in the same way as i'm seeing on social media which mm. for which i'm really absolutely grateful for you know i've still got an employment and i'm still very busy but you know when people are telling me all about these great box sets that they're watching and all they're binging i'm like how are you getting time because i get to some evenings and i've had a full-on day lots of video meetings and i'm suddenly like oh then that's probably where i've been on for a few weeks i've been absolutely exhausted with workload yeah uh, and then it got to the easter break and I was like, oh, I might have time to speak to Dave again. Um, But yeah, I've been okay. I mean, I have, um, with my evenings being restricted, I have managed to really get to watching TV again and sort of really picking up on some movies. Um, Things always really good to first have this conversation. I heard you talking about it on your previous episodes about the strangeness of TV and Corona times. Um, And I never thought I was one of those people who relied on that audience applause. Yes. Audience laughter. So uh, I think I started like, I watched the last episode of The Last Leg just before we went on to full lockdown. Yeah. And it was a bit weird. Um, And then I saw the Anton Dex stuff which they managed to pad out with lots of previous clips and footage right so you had that canned laughter still going on through the episode then have I got news for you I just it just felt awkward it just (laughs) the atmosphere was completely sapped up and I I, you know I I liked it I knew what they were trying to do and I really appreciate what they're trying to do but it just for me just felt that little bit stalled and we've got to get used to it we've got to I I know I know what you mean I watched those episodes as well I think it, it sort of worked better last week actually than it did this week strangely but I mean I think they're doing a decent job of it and I mean Paul Burton it just shows what a comedy genius Paul Burton is every time we see him on that because the way he thinks on his feet is incredible yeah but um, that was one of the shows because a lot of the shows like things like The Mash Report and you know The Daily Show and that sort of thing you can see how that could work without an audience and those are working I think those sort of straight to camera things Have I Got News For You being a panel show is a little bit different um, and they're, they're yeah. managing to make it work it's strange 
strange. It's a little weird, but it, I, I think it's managing to just about work, you know? So, yeah. you know. I like did you catch Graham Norton on Friday? Yes, I did. Yeah. And again, that's a little odd because obviously he's having to do all the people individually, whereas one of the fun things about that show is the fact that he has all the guests out at once and they bounce off each other and you yeah, have them messing yeah. around the audience. Um, I did wonder how they were going to do the red chair and I thought that was quite good because he just cuts them off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And um, I know that you're going to talk about, I, I caught Russell Howard. I thought he had done quite a good job with his. Yes. Um, so I thought that was, I, I think condensing time really does show you how much a live studio program needs an audience. Mm. So Graham Norton's down to 30 minutes and Russell has condensed his down to 20 minutes. And I think that's quite a manageable amount. And yeah. uh, so of all the ones I've seen so far, I think Russell Howard's home time has been my favorite right. um, and the one I'd probably continue watching because I think actually it's really condensed 20 minutes. There's not a lot of time for awkwardness. He got a singer on, he got his normal jokes really sort of landed quite yeah. well. Um, and so, yeah, like that's TV and Corona times. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it, it's been really interesting just watching how various people handle it. I mean, uh, real time with Bill Maher, I, I thought was an interesting one as well. That handled it reasonably well last week tonight as well who's also doing it i've not seen the snl because snl came back this week um saturday night live on sky Uh. comedy their first episode back will go out this week i think on sky comedy because that came back on saturday night in the u.s and has sort of had mixed reviews because they're doing that from home and that's a full-blown studio show so i'm really interested to see how they handle it but uh yeah so there's some interesting things coming back yeah yeah. Um, so other than that, um, I have, I know no one has spoken about it in the last few weeks. I watched Tiger King on Netflix. <laughs> yes, I haven't got to it yet. So uh, this has become something of a phenomenon, Tiger King. So, oh, so, so. what? What is it for those that haven't seen it? And, and what did you think? So for the first start, it's absolutely bonkers. And when you see the trailer, uh, it's about um, big cats living in America and the, this particular owner of a big cat park called Joe Exotic. And it sort of charts very much his story mixed in with some other characters such as Carol Baskin. Um, and you will then get a sense of all these memes out there. Yeah, it, It's so hard to describe, Dave, that you have to watch it. Um, so I've got my niece self-isolating with me. She's 20. She's at university. And she was like, we need to find some stuff to watch. And we started with don't F with cats. And we were just like freaked out by that straight away. So, (laughs) and then Tiger King came up as one of those, you've just watched this. You should watch this. Yeah. And I was like, are we just going to watch cat based things during the entire time? (laughs) But we watched it every night with dinner over seven nights. And after the seventh night, I was like, I I want more. I feel like I want more. It's that bonkers that you can't see where each episode is going. Yeah. And and it just, it's drugs, meth, polygamous marriages, murder, um, explosions, <laughs> deceptions, and then all interspersed with this absolutely fantastic country singing. And you just, <laughs> this is, this is, this is it. Um, and I've just seen yesterday, they dropped an eighth special episode yes, where Joe McHale, yeah, he will interview some of them. So, I said to my niece this morning, I said, we've got episode eight to watch during our dinner tonight. We can watch that. So, um, yeah, I watched that. Yes. Um, yes. Yesterday I finished Kidding season two, the Jim Carrey program. That's another um, one I've not seen yet. Yeah. No. Um, it's dark, dark comedy. Yeah. But I, I, I like some of the storylines where it went um, and look out for some absolutely bizarre cameos from, from Sharon Osbourne and Ariana Grande right. in this season. But, you know, it, it is what it is. The last three episodes I really liked. It actually sort of solved a lot of the story. I felt some of the middle episodes were really empty. Um, I heard heard you talking about and I, I finished Feel Good with Mae Martin right um, yes that was good again I'm, I'm getting a lot of these comedies with that dark edge which I really like because mm. it's not just all slapstick and it's it's got that like darker side of the story which but she had some great cast in there like from Sophie Thompson to Lisa yeah. Kudrow there's some really strong people doing these sitcoms at the moment which I really appreciate mm. and along with you I've 
been watching Zoe's extraordinary playlist from week to week. I that love that show. Real feel good. It's feel good, isn't it? It's yeah. just absolutely great. Um, and did you see the surprise appearance from Naoko Mori from Torchwood fame? She was Bonnie. The, right. Yes. The one who lives downstairs, and I was like, I know that face. I know that face because I've met her backstage at theatre before when she was doing Avenue Q. Right. Um, I got a photo with her and everything. A huge fan of Naoko Mori, and I uh, saw her in it as well. Yeah. Um, other things I've been finishing or watching. So finished the Celeb Bake Off Stand Up to Cancer special. That was there for Sandy Toxfig's last showing. I know you don't watch Bake Off, Dave. No. But, um, it was quite sort of, you know, saying goodbye to that, that sort of era of Bake Off before we, well, if we get a new one, who knows? <laughs> we, will um, at, we will at some point. At some they've, point, yeah. they've, got, um, they've got Matt Lucas coming on as new presenter, but uh, it's been delayed. Filming of it has been delayed, but it will come back at some point. Um, then my niece and I have been watching RuPaul season 12. Um, right. This also gives my niece time to actually go back. She's watching some classic seasons at the moment as well in her spare time. Um, but yeah, we're watching season 12. And I don't know if you had the up on this. Will, they probably haven't filmed the finale for this yet, Dave. Do you Are you aware of that being on any of your news beats? Will I, there be a finale? To be honest, I don't obviously follow RuPaul's Drag Race particularly. Yeah. Uh, it's not my sort of show. I don't know whether they have done the finale. I suspect they probably haven't. Um, I can't see any reference to... The, the season normally goes out between now and June, and then June is a live show that they would have filmed in June because there's been right. some controversy with a contestant that they've had to disqualify. Uh, and so they're saying they won't appear in the live finale, which has not yet been filmed, but I don't know if that was filmed pre or post the lockdown. So. I, I rather suspect if it's usually done live around that time, they probably won't have filmed it yet. So whether they can do it all remotely, I don't know, but... Uh... Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, and then uh, Disney Plus obviously came on. Uh, one of the second things I looked at at the moment I got my login was to make sure the X-Men animated series from the 90s is yes. on there. So very slowly, normally when I'm making my coffee in the morning, I will put an episode on of that, starting with the Night of the Sentinels back in the very first episode where we first meet Jubilee. And that's just taking me back to my childhood. And I think in these times of lockdown, you need that bit of nostalgia yeah. to sort of take you back. It was such a good quality cartoon really dealt with some serious issues really um, loyal to the comic books and I really yeah, I'm enjoying that and everything that Disney Plus comes with it it's obviously pushed me back into my movie watching a little bit more um, so with Netflix and Disney Plus over the last like five or six nights I've been really trying to get a film in a night did Black Panther last night you were never really here Zootropolis The House the live action Aladdin which we won't talk about um, <laughs> but yeah I've started to sort of get myself really back into watching films and uh, just enjoying that you know 90 minutes in the evening because yeah. I'm not going anywhere else so uh, um, yeah it's, there's a lot there I went through Dave so I, I, that's just because I haven't been on for a while but yes. what have you been doing the last week what uh, have you been watching well I mean a few things I managed to finally finish The Outsider which had, had fallen a bit behind when I was away in America and hadn't quite got back to like watching it weekly so last few episodes of that I caught up with really really solid series it's um, Jason Bateman I think is the one of the people behind that and it's he stars in the first few episodes as well the sort of premise is that based on a Stephen King novel there is a man who seemingly commits a murder of a child but it seems that he's been wrongfully recused because he would have had to have been in two places at once and it looks like there is some form of doppelganger going on that is actually the person committing the murders and that's sort of where the the thing gets a bit weird it's really solid i mean you'd expect it to be horror from stephen king but it's not it's more kind of thriller with some slight horror ele elements to it um so it's, uh -huh. it's much more of a kind of thriller to it uh, and uh, it, it follows this bunch of police who are, are following this up as well as an investigator it is a mini series although there are a couple of characters in there you could potentially take and create a second season out of this and expect it beyond the original story there are some very compelling characters in there which i think that would work for but um really enjoyed it it's really solid a uh, little bit slower in places than maybe some 
you possibly want but um the the last episode is just bonkers and uh, has this incredible opening sequence and i thoroughly thoroughly enjoyed it that's been on sky atlantic over here so it's probably on the catch-up services if you go and look for that so i remember watching episode one and this was during the time i was getting rid of sky and starting now yes and it was just one that dropped off like my list of things to watch and then all the chicago's came back so <laughs> sadly it was one I, I missed out on but i did watch episode one and thought it was going to be you know a really good series and i heard some other things online saying that you had to wait it really kicked in properly about episode three yes when the arrival of cynthia revo's character yes um, um she definitely i think you could actually do a continuation of it following her character because she's incredibly oh, compelling to watch i would like to actually see a bit more of that if you know if there may be an original story but following her and maybe a couple of the other characters but um yeah it, it's really solid and uh, definitely worth watching on the flip side of a sort of serious drama like that red dwarf returned this week uh, with the promised <laughs> land which is this feature length episode I thought was absolutely superb. I mean, I adore Red Dwarf. I've been a fan ever since the very first episode ever went out because I'm that old. Just back to the brilliance of some of those earlier seasons of Red Dwarf. I saw some people online complaining about the, in quotes, canned laughter on it. And it's like, firstly, Red Dwarf has always had laughter on it. And it's not canned laughter. It's filmed in front of a live studio audience. So that's a live audience laughing at it. Uh, Now, I mean, there is an argument to say that maybe you don't want laughter on it but then they've tried that as well and it didn't really work as well so i actually not bothered by that at all i think it actually adds to it red dwarf has always been filmed in front of a live audience and the guys love doing it like that in terms of the story as you probably been aware because we've talked about this before it essentially follows them finding one of the cat arcs that are the 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 cats were the species that were born out of millions of years after lister saved his pet cat and then it evolved into this sort of human cat species and then there was these cat arcs that went off and it's following one of the cat arcs that's the sort of basic premise of it it's full of gags it's got some wonderfully silly jokes in it it's got some great banter between the guys which is something that they had in much of the earlier series and sort of vanished in some of the later ones but they started to bring it back with the last full series as well and there's a lot of that back in there if you're a fan of red dwarf it's definitely found its footing again after a few shaky seasons uh same that it did last season it, it started to find it find its feet again last season and uh, really solid i thoroughly enjoyed it it worked as a uh, feature length format as well i'd be perfectly happy if they just carried on doing it this way i mean i'd love another full season but if they just want to come back every couple of years and do a feature length episode I would be very very happy with that the effects are as good as they need to be I think for a show like this they're not exactly up to the level of something like Battlestar Galactica but you wouldn't expect it to be like that for something like Red Dwarf it's kind of silly mm. so um, the, the, it works really well and it's it's wonderfully it's got some very silly visual gags in there as well as some wonderfully funny humour so uh, yeah definitely want to go and watch if you're a fan of Red Dwarf and not seen it yet Sticking with some of the comedy stuff, there is a thing that popped up on Netflix called the Mark Twain Award, which is an award they, it's like the highest award in comedy you can get in the US. And uh, they gave it to Dave Chappelle this year, who uh, you know from things like The Chappelle Show, very, very, very funny comedian, incredibly insightful, totally deserving of it. He's a very unique voice. The entire thing is about an hour and a half long, and it's the award ceremony intermixed with bits of his stand-up and other bits and pieces. So if you like Dave Chappelle, it is well worth going to watch because there's people on stage that are telling very funny stories about like how they met him or incidents that happened when they were with him, as well as Dave doing various bits of stand-up himself. Well worth watching, even though it is technically an award show, but uh, it is well worth watching, and that's on Netflix right now. Russell Howard's Home Time, as you mentioned earlier, that was another thing that started this week. Uh, Russell basically, because he's supposed to be on tour and had nothing better to do, he decided that he was going 
decide to do a TV show twice a week. Uh, it's about 20 minutes long. It's him FaceTiming friends. So you've got Greg Davis on the first one. And uh, I can't remember the musician that was on, but uh, yeah, there was a uh, James Bay. James Bay. That was it. James uh, Bay, that's it. So uh, James Bay did a, a musical segment on it as well. Exactly what you'd expect from Russell Howard. Really, really good. But I'm looking forward to watching a bit more of that. The other thing that I've started this week, just because it launched over here quite out of the blue, because it wasn't really announced that it was going to be launching in the UK, and that's Quibi. Are you aware of Quibi? I've heard of it. I you're surprising me now. I genuinely didn't know it was coming to England yet. I thought they were going to do America. That's what and we were going to get it later. Yeah, that's what everybody thought. But they decided to sort of just launch it over here at the same time. For those of you who don't know what Quibi is, this is a subscription-based platform streaming service. It's designed specifically for mobile and it delivers short-form scripted content direct to the phone. So it's an app you install on your phone or your mobile device. All the shows are seven to ten minutes long. So it's all short form stuff. It's not long form. It's all short form. It's set up by Jeffrey Katzenberg, who where uh, Jeffrey Katzenberg is one of the guys from DreamWorks Animation and big American producer. He was the man behind things like Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast and Lion King and but How to Train Your Dragon, a whole bunch of other things as well. So he's the man behind DreamWorks. He is the person behind it. It's got a lot of big big name people backing it. I mean, the investors in it are people like NBC, Warner Brothers, Disney, BBC Studios, Lionsgate, MGM. So there's all sorts of people that are investing money in this platform. In terms of the shows, there is a kind of intriguing mix of of stuff. As I say, they're all eight, ten minutes long, all the episodes. So they're very short form episodes. They've got things like Survive, which is based on a novel with Sophie Turner from Game of Thrones and Corey Hawkins from Walking Dead and 24, which is about two survivors on a plane crash. Uh, you've got a thing called Most Dangerous Game, which is Liam Hemsworth and Christoph Waltz, which is a terminally ill man who agrees to participate in a deadly hunt, very much similar to the film The Hunt, which I think is, is on Sky Movies right now. It's actually, I think, based on the same short story. There's a similar sort of premise, but there's a, a drama about that. There's some weird unscripted things like Murder Flip House, which is is essentially a home makeover show, but using houses where murders have taken place. So, oh my god! It, and they kind of renovate it to try and get rid of the quote stains of the past. So, <laughs> it, it's yes, a bizarre idea, but yes. Uh, so there's that. There is a a kind of things called Chrissy's Court, which is Chrissy Teigen basically doing a kind of Judge Judy sort of thing yeah it's an odd mix of stuff there's a remake of punked that sort of 90s tv show with chance the rapper there's a thing with idris arbor in it there's some music shows and some game shows and some other weird things there is a version of the fugitive which isn't up there at the moment but that's coming with Kiefer sutherland so yeah i mean i'm off my mobile phone dave is there a consumer offer yes now there's a couple of things that slightly annoy me about this service first thing is it's designed specifically for mobile they've actually set it up so you physically can't throw it to a tv so you have to watch it on a mobile device now you can install it on a tablet so if you've got a decent sized tablet you can watch it on that and you can watch it on your phone it has this unique thing where you can watch it in portrait or landscape so the the shows are specifically designed to be able to watch either way which is an interesting little feature the thing is he basically designed it as something that you could watch on your commutes and then launched it in the middle of a global pandemic so that seems a bit counterintuitive um, but yeah. uh, it does slightly annoy me that um, I mean I've got a Chromecast and they've disabled the ability to throw the picture to a TV so even though you're stuck at home there is no way of being able to watch it on a TV screen and that's kind of annoying that's an intentional design decision by them and it's one that I don't agree with because I don't want you dictating how I watch your content. I understand mm. that it's supposed to be watched in a mobile, but 
it kind of limits how much I would use the service. So that I think is is one issue. The other issue is the price because they are saying, oh, well, we're not, you know, it's a different idea to something like Netflix. We're not competing against Netflix. But then they launch it in the UK with it being $7.99 a month. It has got a 90-day free trial if you sign up before the end of April. So you can go on trial it for a few months. But $7.99 is quite a lot of money for a service like this the thing is it launched in the US at $4.99 but you get ads with it or $7.99 without ads so either way we're kind of getting screwed over in the UK at that price point because $4.99 to $7.99 in pounds to dollars doesn't translate so I'm kind of annoyed by the pricing as well that's the other thing and I'm doing it for 90 days but it's not a service I see myself sticking with at that price point point 499 maybe that would seem reasonable 799 seems a bit excessive i would say for what it is so i mean it is out there you can go and download it onto your iphone and uh, on google app store so it's on both the apple and the google app stores if you want to go and find it it has got a 90 day free trial if you want to sign up now as long as you sign up before the end of april you can get it free for 90 days and then cancel it if that's what you want to do uh, or continue it if that's what you want to do it depends how much you think you're going to use it but um it is there it's called quibi that's q-u-i-b-i if you uh, want to go and search for it it's not a service we particularly talked about on here before because of the fact that we didn't know it was going to launch over here and then it magically popped up out of nowhere it is there if you want to go and try it and uh, you know for 90 days for free it's got to be worth at least a go to see how you get on with it and whether it, you're going to continue it but um yeah Quibi, that is, yeah. if you want to go. I definitely it. might do, might do that. Just have a nosy. If there's a 90 day free trial, I might download it before the end of this month and then have a little scan, but definitely won't take up. I don't think I can justify, you know, I've just got rid of Sky for good reason. I, yeah. I've decided what I'm going to keep with as I move forward. So um, I might have a look at it, just see what the content is on there to say I've, I've tried it, but I don't think I could see myself paying another £8 or something. I can only watch on a commute technically and I don't have to commute that often. I'm, yeah. I'm exactly (laughs) and that's the same sort of issue i have with it and that price point is outrageously high considering you can basically get netflix for that and netflix has much more better content on it so Mm, definitely you know i think to say we're not competing with netflix and then charge it at the same price as netflix is a bit of a mistake as far as i'm concerned so yeah but that's quibby it is out there if you want to go and do that so that's the stuff i've been doing this week and uh gray's been doing this week Let's move on to some TV and film news. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm, Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. So we kick off the TV and film news with the renewals, cancellations and pickups. The first one isn't so much a renewal or cancellation. It's more about a, a TV channel and potential renewals and cancellations. You may have seen some new stories floating around, but Channel 4 is in quite a lot of trouble right now. For those of you that don't kind of know how Channel 4 is funded, Channel 4 is in an odd position in that it is a public service broadcaster but doesn't receive any public money. It's entirely funded by its ad revenue. Unlike the BBC that has a license fee, Channel 4 basically gets 95% of its income from advertising. They don't have any in-house production either, which is the other way that some TV stations make money by making stuff in-house and then selling that onto other things internationally. So you've got people like the BBC that have the license fee. Sky obviously have their subscription model. ITV have ITV Studios, which makes stuff. Channel 4 has none of that. Mm. The problem now 
is that we're in the middle of the coronavirus. And what has happened is the advertising revenues have basically been cut in half and possibly even further. So although the viewing figures have risen, the advertising has massively dropped, which means that Channel 4 has a lot less income than it had previously. This has led to them cutting their programming budget by 150 million. That's about a quarter of its overall programming budget. It's also looking to make 95 million's worth of savings to try and stave off the impact of the virus. So that includes management taking pay cuts, not getting bonuses. They're also furloughing around 100 of their 900 staff. So it's pretty bad. I mean, the programming budget cut is, is the main kind of things that made me kind of put it in the renewals cancellation things because the impact of this is you're going to have fewer new shows because all the shows that they have are all bought in from external indie companies. So things like Great British Bake Off are bought in. They don't, mm. They're not made by Channel 4, it's shown by Channel 4, but it's made by an independent external company, as is everything else on their network. Both a delay in programmes which have been unable to produce due to the circumstances such as Great British Bake Off, which has been delayed, and the number of shows which will regrettably have to be cancelled. This will impact the whole portfolio and a number of new shows on E4 which are also postponed and cancelled that was the statement from director of programs Ian Katz at Channel 4. So basically, if you like a show on Channel 4, E4 or More 4, be very prepared that it may not return at all. It may get cancelled or it could be delayed. So that, mm. that's really why I wanted to highlight this. It's difficult. They just are not going to have the money to be able to either spend on new shows or potentially buy in things that they bought in previously. Yeah, It's a sad, sad situation that we in um, a little fact you probably don't know about me Dave when I did my degree back in the day I did my di- my dissertation on Channel 4 really um, and yeah and I wrote about how at that time so I did my degree in the very early 2000s um, it was really struggling to survive in the transition to the digital age um, yeah. and so I wrote it all about how they are using their outputs like E4 and Film 4 and at that time E4 was a pay for channel and it was about to go free yeah. and I was writing all about how Channel 4 have got to try a, a, to stay with the transformation not be staying in the past mm. and I suppose one of their business models was not to cope with a situation like this but what will this this will do for them is beyond this if they get through it is they will start having to rethink their business model to cope with situations like this so they're not so reliant on their advertisers and their revenue dropping so quickly but yeah it's it's a sad situation because you know for the youth population I'm saying that in a very broad sense it really captures a lot of what um, young people want when they go for Mm. their alternative viewing so it would be real sad to lose them Um, but I I would imagine after this it'll come through as like a bit of a creativity drought and so they're going to spend about eight to nine months trying to pick up where they were Mm. affected by this Um, but I think they'll get through it I just think what they'll do is they'll rewrite the model to cope with this in the future yeah I mean there is an issue in how they're allowed to cope with this because they're in this this odd situation of of having a public service remit and being a public service broadcaster which limits exactly what they can do and what they're allowed to own and how they can mess around with that advertising model. So it's kind of difficult. I mean, the other ironic thing, of course, is they were told that they were too London-centric and were basically forced to relocate to various different areas around the country, which involved them relocating, like spending 50 million to relocate a section of Channel 4 up to Leeds and uh, various local hubs. That was a huge amount of money they were basically forced to spend as part of keeping their public service stuff going. And that is 50 million they could desperately do with right now. Um, Mm. So, I mean, I've had a couple of brief conversations with some of the Channel 4 guys. And I mean, they are really hurting at the moment. And, you know, they don't know exactly what's going to happen. So hopefully they get through it all okay. They manage to find a a navigate a way through it. The reports at the time were saying that without making these drastic cuts, they would only had money to survive six months. So, I mean, that, that shows you how pretty desperate it is 
right now. Mm. They kind of had to make some cuts somewhere. And uh, the other thing that this causes as well is it means that there is less money going to independent British broadcasters that rely on having their shows picked up by Channel 4. So it has a wider knock-on effect for the British film industry and British TV industry because if Channel 4 doesn't have the money to pay some of these independent broadcasters to make the shows in the first place, those shows will not get made. Those companies could potentially go under. So there is a big knock-on effect. You know, it's a way of funneling money into that independent um, film and TV sector. This could have quite a major impact across the board. It has a wider, broader impact across the whole industry. So um, we'll see how it goes. But if Channel 4 or E4 haven't announced the return of a particular show, maybe it's an American import or it may be something which is a show they were making and they've now had to scrap something that's made by an independent British broadcaster. This is probably the reason why. So, I mean, I'd like to say he's trying to cut them a little bit of slack at the moment because they're, uh, they're in a bit of turmoil and uh, hopefully they'll get through it and they'll manage it all okay and you know come out stronger the other side and manage to try and kind of shore things up in some way. But uh, yeah, it's, it's not good. So yeah. um, keep an eye on Channel 4. Just there may be some late returns or things not returning at all over there. In terms of other delays on the film side, we announced last week about how Disney was shuffling their film schedule. So we had Black Widow taking over the Eternals spot in November from, uh, it was May originally that Black Widow was supposed to go out. And that's basically shunted all the rest of the MCU movies into 2021 and 2022. All the other film companies are effectively doing the same. They're pretty much abandoning this summer. Sony have moved Peter Rabbit 2 The Runaway to 15th of January oh, next year man. Uh, forward to that one. <laughs> um, Ghostbusters Afterlife which was supposed to be this summer that's been moved to next uh, March so March 5th next year Morbius which was the Jared Leto movie that's moved to 19th of March next year and Uncharted is moved to 8th of October next year which is the film that's based on the video game Wonder Woman slightly smaller delay with that the new Wonder Woman 1984 that's been delayed from June to August 14th and uh, NBC Universal of course we mentioned a few weeks ago they've actually gone the route of because they can moving a lot of their premieres onto home release so uh-huh. things like The Hunt Invisible Man and Emma and uh, just recently Trolls World Tour they're all been launched on uh, Sky in the UK and some other places I think you can get them on Amazon as well so they're all on home release in the UK and the US for, for quite a lot of money for a rental it's like 20 quid for the rental but they're there if you want to watch them if you want to watch the movies trying to pick up on the bright side of things rather than just talking about the delays uh shows that have all been completed and are upcoming and they were all completed before the lockdown agents of shield that has been completed how to get away with murder that was uh, completed before the lockdown killing eve as we know is coming back fairly soon that was completed before the lockdown blind spot was also completed and the 100 which is on its final season was also completed as well so hopefully we've got those to look forward to and as I mentioned before uh, on the Channel 4 story a couple of those are Channel 4 E4 shows so uh, we'll, we'll see whether they turn up but uh, hopefully they will the other thing we mentioned last week about Last of Us Part 2 the uh, massive Naughty Dog game had been delayed to, due to the coronavirus that did get people thinking about oh, what about the other games that are, are big titles coming out CG Project Red who are the people behind Cyberpunk 2077 have come out and said they are very, very confident they're going to hit their September 17th release date without any problem at all. Uh, They also announced that it'll have as much DLC as The Witcher 3, which I think is awesome news because The Witcher 3 is like the pinnacle of game development and uh, the DLC for that was superb. So uh, that will be something to look forward to towards the end of the year in September. That looks like it is actually going to hit its its date. It has been delayed already, mind you, that game, but it does look like they are definitely saying it will hit the September. Moving back onto TV, we have some more Superman and Lois casting, which seems to be the only show that's casting in the US at the moment, because the only casting news we've had is for that show over the last few weeks. So um, they've announced that Emmanuel Shikari and Eric Valdez have been cast as Lana Lang and her husband, because Lana Lang has a husband in this version of the show. Obviously, Superman and Lois is the new series coming to the Arrowverse. It's either going to be coming later in this year or will arrive at the start. 
start of next year. We don't know about a UK pickup yet, but hope to God that Sky have got their uh, eyes on it. Emmanuel Chiriki is taking the role of Lana Lang Cushing, as she's known in this version. She is the loan officer at the Smallville Bank, who stayed in Smallville well, the left for something bigger and brighter. Uh, she re-establishes her friendship with her old friend Clark Kent during one of the most difficult periods of her life. You may know Emmanuel from The Passage, which was the show that aired on Fox over here. I really enjoyed that show. It's a shame it, it got canned. And uh, Shut Eye, which was a Hulu series as well she starred in. She's also popped up in things like Murder in the First. She uh, was in The Mentalist and she played Sloan in Entourage as well. She's also voiced characters in Beware the Batman and she voiced Chitara in the uh, Thundercats and uh, a few other things as well. She's taking over the role of Lana Lang. Eric Valdez has taken the role of Kyle Cushing, who is Smallville's fire chief and a local hero who sees his fair share of tragedy. He's small town raised with small town beliefs. He doesn't care much for the big city and often butts heads with people that come from it. So uh, he sounds like a thoroughly pleasant character. <laughs> um, he uh, was in Graceland, if you remember that series. He was uh, starred in that. He was also in General Hospital, which is the long-running US drama slash soap. Uh, he was on that. He's popped up in episodes of New Girl, 90210, Gilmore Girls, CSI Miami as well. So he might be a face you recognise. We know that Tyler Hoechlin and Elizabeth Tullock are back as Superman and Lois in this. Are you looking forward to a, another addition to the Arrowverse? Um, I am indifferent about this one. Again, <laughs> I can only manage so much on my plate and I do The Flash, Supergirl and um, Legends at the yeah. moment. Um, I'm about to give back a woman a go which is on E4 but I don't know can I manage them all will one have to be you know will legends go um, and therefore <laughs> no. give me space but you know that's the rumour isn't it we think legends would be the first one to go if the, if the next one does go yeah, but, yeah. Um, I, I'll, I'll give it a try I'll definitely watch the first couple of episodes and if it lands with me then I'll probably try watching it through yeah as I say Superman and Lois at the moment I mean it's coming to CW it has got a full series pickup. they're hoping to shoot it over the summer although that may or may not be possible it's either going to premiere in the autumn or it's going to be early next year um at the moment we don't know whether it is going to replace something else whether one of the other Arrowverse shows will go legends has long been the room to be the one that may go although they have all been picked up for new seasons so we know they're not going this year if they are going anywhere we don't know whether it's going to be sky one over here i hope to god it is because we don't need another screw up like no. Batwoman fiasco <laughs> should also mention uh which is mildly annoying for people that have only got now TV, the crossover episodes are going to start disappearing off now TV because they're only allowed to have them on catch up for so many weeks. So if you're watching purely on now TV, you need to watch some of the crossover episodes before they disappear. And that's probably going to be before the Batwoman episode airs on E4. So oh, that's me, Dave. That's me. Exactly. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so, I'm waiting. <laughs> so you are going to have to watch them out of order. Otherwise, you're going to find that you're going to go to watch them and they're not going to be on there um that's frustrating i know uh, the whole thing's ridiculous it is the fault of e4 for running it out of order they should have moved the crossover episode to the first episode because that made more sense in the uk but they didn't so yeah that's that's how it is unfortunately uh if you're watching on now tv obviously if you've got sky and you've recorded them it's not a problem but uh, on now tv they're only allowed to keep them for x amount of days before they have to move them so that's the situation. On to uh, Amazon, they have uploaded Fleabag, but not Fleabag as you know it. This is the original Phoebe Waller-Bridge stage show, which was the thing that spawned the TV show. They've put it up on Amazon. It's not on Amazon Prime. It's not free. You've got to pay £4 for it. But the money that they're raising for it is going towards various charities that are fighting the pandemic. So they've specifically done it as a way of making money for charity it's only four pounds it allows you to watch the original play with phoebe waller bridge doing the original play on stage if you're a fan of fleabag if you're a fan of phoebe waller bridge i think for four quid it's worth doing it to rent it it's got to be worth a watch surely if you're a fan of the tv show so uh, that is up there you can go and kind of google it you'll go and find it up on there if you google fleabag stage show amazon it will bring up the link for you so uh, that's where to go and find that uh you 
watched Fleabag, didn't you? I did, and I've seen that show. Well, I've seen a version of the show on um, like a national theatre type thing as well. So right, I, yes. I, yeah, I enjoyed that as well. I think they did it through the National Theatre website as well. You can get it through there, but it's probably slightly more convenient for most people to go and get it through Amazon. You don't need a Prime account to go and get it because it's a rental. So uh, if anybody can go onto Amazon and and rent that for £4 if you want to go and see that. Over on AMC in the US, they've announced a new quarantine chat show which stars Jeffrey Dean Morgan from Walking Dead and uh, Hilary Burton Morgan, who is his wife. They've decided that they're going to put a quarantine chat show together, which I think is brilliant because I would just watch Jeffrey Dean Morgan all day, every day. I think he's fabulous. Jeffrey Dean Morgan, somebody that knows a thing or two about dealing with an apocalypse. So, uh, you know, I think that's a good start. <laughs> Hilary Burton Morgan was uh, a star of, of um, One Tree Hill as well, so that's where you might know her from. But uh, it's called Friday Night In with the Morgans. It's a half-hour video chat-based series. It is going to be filmed on their farm in upstate New York. Uh, it launches on Friday the 17th in the US. We don't know whether anybody is going to run it over here. Uh, it may run on AMC in the UK. It may be that they sell it to somebody else. I am kind of hope they sell it to somebody else because AMC is a very limited availability channel over here. But uh, they're saying that guests include people like uh, Christian Sarantos, Sarah Wayne Callies from The Walking Dead. You've got uh, people like Mark Duplass. You've got Jensen Eccles, apparently, is going to be on there with his wife. You've got various other people as well. So it looks like it could be quite a fun kind of video chat show thing. And it's another interesting quarantine chat show thing for people to sit down and watch. But I, I think they're very watchable people and I quite like the sound of the guest list sound quite good. So, so that's one thing to look out for. As I say, no UK broadcaster right now, but uh, we, if it, that pops up somewhere, we'll let you know. And they've also commissioned a new show for HBO Max in the US called Grease Rydell High, which, as as you probably guess from that, is a kind of updated version of Grease that they're releasing as a TV series for HBO Max. It's from Annabelle Oaks, who is one of the people behind Atypical and Transparent. She's writing the pilot for it. Inspired by the film, it's set in and around the world of Rydell High. The Grease offshoot imagines the global smash hit movie with familiars as well as new characters. Still set in the 1950s, it will feature big musical numbers from the period combined with new original songs and will tackle the peer pressures of high school, the horrors of puberty and the roller coaster of teen life. Don't know. I, I think there have been a few of these kind of musical shows around and I think the idea of setting a school kind of high school musical thing but in the 50s is kind of quite an interesting idea I guess it feels like a bit glee like doesn't yes. it it's, so it's got that sort of the description of it so yeah it sounds like we're going to be doing a, a classic glee Yes, it, it's sounding somewhat Glee-like, but Glee 1950s, which yeah. I think's fine, you know. And um, Annabelle Oaks, I think, is probably quite a good person to do it. I mean, uh, she was a writer on MTV's Awkward. She written and directed episodes of Atypical. She worked on Transparent as well. So she's somebody that knows the kind of teen dramery stuff quite well. So I, I mm -hmm. think this is uh, this is probably quite good person to be doing it. But uh, we'll we'll wait and see whether that pops up somewhere. It is a H. HBO Max series and HBO Max shows are not included in the HBO Sky deal, so it could pop up anywhere, but we'll, we'll keep an eye out for it, see if it does pop up, assuming it gets picked up and goes to series. So that's all the news we've got for this week. Next, we move on to the highlights for next week on TV. <laughs> So highlights for next week, we've got quite a lot of uh, interesting new shows starting next week, which is quite good. Uh, Run, which is a show we've been talking about quite a bit, comes to Sky Comedy. This is Phoebe Waller-Bridge and Vicky Jones, her writing partner. It's it's their show. It's mainly Vicky's show, actually. Phoebe does have a, a bit part in the series as well on screen. It's about a woman living a humdrum existence who one day gets a text to invite her to fill a youthful pact promising true love and self-reinvention by stepping out of her life and taking a journey with her 
Oldest Flame, stars Donald Gleeson and the brilliant, wonderful Merritt Weaver. It looks like it's going to be hilariously funny, given the people behind it and the people starring in it. I think that could be a fantastic combination. So that run, it's coming the 15th of April onto uh, Sky Comedy at 9pm. So definitely go and watch that on Sky Comedy. Vagrant Queen, this comes to Sci-Fi UK on the 15th of April at 9pm as well. This is an adaptation of the original comic book series from Vault Comics. I won't try and explain the plot. It looks utterly bonkers. It's one of the things you'd expect from these sort of sci-fi series. Crazy comic book adaptation. Go and give it a watch. I think it could be quite fun. But that's 15th of April at 9pm. Devs, which is this new sci-fi drama from the creator Alex Garland, who was the person behind Ex Machina. That's coming to BBC Two on the 15th of April at 9pm as well. Lots of things at 9pm on 15th of April, so lots of recording going on. But uh, Dev looks like it could be a really solid series, and Alex Garland's an amazing, amazing writer, so uh, one definitely to watch. Riverdale has a return date for the uh, the third part of its fourth season. That comes back on the 16th of April to Netflix, so watch out for that. Bosch comes back for its sixth season on the 17th of April to Amazon Prime, so that's another one to watch out for. Uh, season two of Manifest returns to Sky One on the 17th of April at 9pm. That's also going to be up on uh, Now TV and Sky On Demand, so you can binge your way through the second season of that. Did you watch the first season of this? Uh, I watched about three episodes, but it was around about the same time as Departure as well, and I think I got them both confused, and there were too many plane dramas going on. So <laughs> I was like, and then I lost Sky and Now TV. So it was just like one of those that just got lost in the ether. Yes, it is worth going back to. It takes a little while to get going, but uh, I rather enjoyed the first season. It's it's not the highest quality drama, but it's fun. It's nice enough to watch through, and uh, it's a nice little mystery thing. So we're at 17th of April at 9pm on Sky One, and the entire series will be up on Now TV and Sky On Demand for that. Uh, you may find that season one's actually back on there, so you might be able to jump back on it. I'm not sure about that, though. Man With A Plan season three continues. That is uh, on E4 on 17th of April at 7.30. That returns. Magnum returns for the second half of its second season. That's on Sky One on the 19th of April, if you're waiting for that to come back, because it skipped a few weeks. New show pickup, Lincoln Rhymes, The Hunt for the Bone Collector. This is a new show inspired by the best-selling novel of the same name. That is coming to Sky Witness on the 20th of April at 9pm. I think that will be one to look out for. And another new drama, Emergence, which is an ABC show in the US, but it's coming to Fox in the UK. That's on the 20th of April at 9pm, which is a sheriff that takes in a young girl that she finds on the site of a mysterious accident who has no memory of what had happened. So that's a sort of sci-fi kind of mystery drama thing um it was one of those shows that we kind of looked at and went yeah that'll get cancelled after one season uh <laughs> it's it's just i mean at the moment it hasn't got renewed or cancelled but we're not necessarily expecting to get notification on that yet but um, we'll have to wait and see but it is up coming to fox on uh, 20th of april if you want to go watch that and that's it for us at the moment so um that's another week done if uh, they want to go and find you where can they find you they can find me on uh, twitter at gray the you normally see me complaining to some company about what they've done wrong to me uh, but occasionally I do put things up there about some of the TV programmes but by all means come and chat with me if you want to yes definitely and uh, if you want to follow some of the other people as well that come regularly onto the podcast you can find Bex over on twitch.tv at Trista Bites. that's Bites with a Y she's streaming pretty much on Twitch every single day at around 1pm but uh, go and follow her on Twitter and find her on Twitch it's well well worth watching I believe she's wearing bunny ears today because it's Easter so uh, so they've talked her into funny ears but uh, yes definitely go to watch that she's very very funny uh, you can also check out Matt over on entertainmenttalk.org and uh, lots and lots of podcasts over there if you're including the Westworld and Better Call Soul podcast and the uh, recently concluded Walking Dead podcast you can go listen to those over on there which uh, we co-host with them go and find us of course on the website at geektown.co.uk throughout the week and see all the latest air date information if you want to get in touch with your questions and comments email us on podcast at geektown.co.uk leave a message on the website post find us at geektown on twitter on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown on an instagram at geektown uk stay safe out there look after each other wash your hands phone your elderly relatives make sure they're okay and they don't need anything we will see you next week bye-bye yeah, bye-bye stay safe everyone bye-bye <laughs>
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. 